0: First Communicant says, um, in today's Mass, uh, providentially, we have some beautiful readings for First Communion. And so we'll see um, how so, like if you listening, uh, how the readings are connected, why are they, how are they connected to First Communion? In today's first reading, we heard from Isaiah, thus says the Lord, all you who are thirsty, come to the water. So when I was reading this and praying with it, first struck me as funny because like where else would you go, right? <laughs> well, all who are thirsty come to the water. And it's sort of obvious that, yeah, like if you're thirsty, then to come to the water. Also, uh, for me, where it stirs my heart as listening, all you are thirsty, come to the water. Oftentimes this is used this passage at the beginning of a retreat. Uh, and this time we're going away to be with the Lord, and uh, this time just to, to be with Him, and uh, come to Me, all you or come, all you who are thirsty, come to the water, and just recognizing a spiritual thirst. So on the physical level, like uh, we are talking about, like a, yeah, like for physically like thirsty and coming to the water to drink. On the spiritual level, uh, to come to the water like I've been alluding to, is the water is of divine life. The water is Jesus. And so, um, talking about being spiritually thirsty, all who are thirsty, come to the water. Now, the way we read the Old Testament is there was a, um, it was meant, it meant something then, at that time, and um, uh, in the Old Testament, then it has an even deeper meaning for us in, in, um, uh, in light of the New Testament. And so originally, this, in the book of Isaiah, is an invitation to the Jewish exiles uh, that were in Babylon to come back to Jerusalem, to come back to the temple, to worship, and um, it's an invitation to what they even call a covenant banquet, like uh, the covenants with Moses and with David. Then the second sense is also, in the scriptures and like, is uh, what does it mean for us here and now? And so in light of the New Testament, we can understand the fullness of this Old Testament passage. And so it's actually an invitation for Christians to share the new and eternal covenant that was sealed with the blood of Jesus on the cross. And so what covenant was that? What's the, the, the covenant? so so it's in this where it's an invitation to the Eucharist, where Jesus is saying, all you who are thirsty, come to the water. Where it's an invitation to uh, to, to the Eucharist ultimately, to the new and eternal covenant banquet. And then Isaiah continues on, you who have no money, come, receive grain and eat. Come without pain and without cost, drink wine and milk. And so as he's saying, It doesn't matter if you don't have money, like he's first to the Jewish exiles, like uh, come, come back whole. Come, and and ultimately then coming to our spiritual, that it's not something that you have to earn. You don't have to earn this food. And he even continues on, why spend your money for what is not bread, your wages for what fails to satisfy So again, this seems like an obvious question. Why spend your money for what's uh, not going to satisfy you? like on uh, food that's not going to satisfy them. But yet, we ourselves fall into this. And, uh, and so it implies that the purchases that they made previously could not, in fact, satisfy And like uh, his Isaiah's fears, we cannot purchase what we need most, which is Jesus. Yet, we ourselves fall into trying to buy what fails to satisfy we're spending our, ourselves, expending like ourselves, our time, our energy, um, our, our money on um, things that aren't going to satisfy our hearts. We go look, looking for happiness in, in other places other than Jesus. For some, it's in pleasure, or others, it's in honor. For some, it's in power or wealth. But first, none of those things will satisfy our hearts. Like a, a, being a celebrity, there's nothing wrong with being a celebrity, but that's not going to make us happy. Or being uh, rich, uh, nothing wrong with that, but it's not going to be what makes us happy. Only Jesus is going to make us happy. And so, uh, then He continues on, "Heed me, and, and you shall eat well. You shall delight in rich fare. Come to me heedfully, listen, that you may have life." And so. God is inviting us to come to him and to heed him, to to heedfully listen to him. In other words, to listening uh, and honoring him and and, and obeying him, and so it's by coming to the Lord and listening to him that our hearts are satisfied And coming to Jesus in his ways. So God desires to satisfy our hearts. He created us and he knows what will satisfy our hearts. St. Augustine would say, Our hearts are restless, O Lord, until they rest in you. Our hearts are restless, O Lord, until they rest in you. Nothing else satisfies our hearts. Uh, being, uh, having a, uh, even the greatest spouse in the world, having the greatest children in the world, having the greatest job in the world, having the nicest house, the world, the nicest house to car, none of that. We were just uh, having our confirmation retreat, and one of the people um, was sharing how Tom Brady, I think it was, I don't which year, where after having won the uh, Super Bowl, they're saying like, now are, are you happy? And he's, and he's like, uh, um, he's, and he said something to the effect like, there's something more. He goes, I wish I knew what it was. Though. And like, then the interview sadly and. And so if you recognize even winning the super bowl that's not going to satisfy hearts it's not going to make us uh, happy only jesus can make us happy and so god loves us as we heard in today's second reading and he wants what's best for us and so we move on into the gospel where the multiplication of the and fishes where this actually is a foreshadowing a, a preview of the eucharist and so um, it's in that where we hear the, the Jesus' the Gospel of Matthew. He's telling us uh, about this, and it we see that it's a preview of the of the Mass of the Eucharist. How so? He Jesus performs the same action with the bread in both instances and in the same sequence. Where it says, "For he took the bread, he blessed it, broke it, and gave it." And so, it's in this where Jesus is pointing, telling us, hey, there, or Matthew is showing us that Jesus is saying, hey, this is something really special. This is a preview of, of the Mass of, of the Eucharist. And so then, what happens? There's 5,000 men plus, uh, women and children, and they're fed by just five loaves and two fish. So, now, normally, that five loaves and two fish wouldn't even feed Jesus and the twelve apostles. But there's like over five thousand people, and not only does it feed them all, but it says they were sat, they all ate and were satisfied. So not just some of them, but they all ate and were satisfied. The Greek word for this satisfied is the connotation that they had their fill, that they were full. And then they had how many baskets left over? They had twelve baskets left over. Which was more than what they had at the beginning. And so it's in this where um, Jesus shows us how he desires to satisfy our hearts. And he does this in the preview with the bread, but ultimately in the Eucharist. Because the Eucharist is Jesus himself. But in the Eucharist, Jesus gives us his very self, and that's what we our hearts are yearning for. And only he can satisfy our hearts, he satisfies our deepest hunger. And so, uh, so it's in this where, in today's first reading, we're being invited to the Eucharist. All you who are thirsty, come to the water. It's the first communion you've been preparing for your first Holy Communion for a long time. <laughs> uh, with the coronavirus uh, uh, pandemic and the stay-at-home, it's been an extra long time. And I imagine you're spiritually thirsty for Jesus. You're spiritually thirsty and hungry for Jesus. They're not in their heads yes. <laughs> There's like, a look, and, and so today is a great, joyful day. But Jesus is saying, come to me, all you are thirsty. Um, all you are thirsty, come to the water.